Yeah, it's a hot mess over here. Come on. See if I can find a trivia question that will just show our complete incompetence. <laughs> I like how See, we watch. There's going to be a what? single one that I'm going to be like, ah, I know this one. It's going to be something I happen to remember and I'm going to blur it all out. Surprise. Weird, random thing. Surprise, motherfucker. I get that reference. I get that reference. You're just like Captain America going through Star Trek. That's all you are. Pretty much. I get that reference. <laughs> got my little notebook with everything people are recommending. I <laughs> <laughs> you need to write it down. After, after experience. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, Today, we will be discussing Picard's Clues. Or clues, whatever you want to call it. Clues. Clues. <laughs> uh, so TNG season four, episode 14, original air date, February 9th, 1991. Uh, clues. I like this episode. It's, yeah, I like a good minor. If we took a shot for every time they say minor mystery, minor mystery. I swear to God, you, you would not survive the episode. <laughs> You'd be on the floor halfway through. <laughs> this is just I a minor mystery. Minor mystery. Minor mystery. Uh, so basically the, the ship is on a little bit of, uh, wreck time. Um, and then they, they discover there's an, a weird M class planet. They go to it. The wormhole appears. They get, you know, whisked away. They pass out. Supposedly they miss 30 seconds. Um, but as this unfolds, we learn cause there's clues left behind that what data is saying happened did not really happen. So what's up with data? And there's a mystery. It's a minor mystery. Mm-hmm. They have to follow um, the clues. Follow the clues. Data, we will tear you down circuit by circuit if we have to. <laughs> I like that's that's their threat for everything. Like you'll be out of the Starfleet. We will just rip you apart. We're literally, we're not an officer, literally you're worthless you. and we'll take you apart. <laughs> like apparently that's pretty much yep. servitude in Starfleet or death. <laughs> I know, but do, do they have the right to take him apart? Because he could just resign and then just go about his business. He's a free individual. He's a Star Wars. Stupid Star Wars. What is a Star Wars where all the androids are have no no agency? Yeah, mm-hmm. they have pain receptors. It's terrible. Terrible. So you can torture him. You can. You can. So I have a question. Okay. Uh, M class sure. planets. Yes. Uh-huh. Is it named? M class because M is the letter right in the middle of the alphabet and to be M class it has to be like in the Goldilocks zone or is M supposed to stand for something? I think it's completely random. I think they just picked a letter. <laughs> I think. But they do reference I think L class planets and some other ones in other episodes but I yeah. uh, to my knowledge at least any um, why the writers picked M I think it was just random. Okay. Unless someone knows I don't fucking know. I kind of like your logic, though. It's it's what always kind of processed in my brain. They were like M class. I'm like M right in the middle, middle class. Like it's in the Goldilocks zone that you need for life. So it's something that could support life. Like, but then again, I I don't know. Maybe not everybody's heard of the Goldilocks zone. That's kind of a a search no. for extraterrestrial intelligence thing that we do here on Earth. But we look yeah. for Goldilocks zone planets. We so I don't know. Go. I thought maybe you guys would know, but. I don't yeah, know. Do you, wanna, do you want to know the actual answer? Yes. Yes. No, we just want to guess wildly. Tell me, Google. <laughs> so it, it comes from the Vulcan word Minchara. Don't ask me what Minchara means. I have no idea. But that's the word that Vulcans Shit, use to refer to it, it is. the planets that are inhabitable. 
So we're just using that can support life, and so we just shortened, like a Vulcan. We shortened it to class M. I'm, I'm going for Jeff's thing. They just picked a letter and made it out of lady. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no way. Deny the truth if you want to. That's it. Well, no, that's no Roddenberry the... had a full Vulcan language and then was like, "I'll use this letter to make it M class planets." No. Hold on. Hold on. Is that the in-universe explanation? Like, what's the like the writers? Like, I think they just picked a letter, right? No, that's the that's the canon explanation for what class M is. I know. Again, in universe, but like when they were, were writing TOS originally, were they like? I think they. Just, I I don't know. Again, I could be wrong. I don't think they had a, a Vulcan times, language back then. A lot of the time, Star Trek is pretty good about either making using the correct language for stuff, or a lot of the times, what they come up with is what ends up being the name for things. That's happened a few times. But yeah, Class like, M isn't. We don't use that at all ourselves to be like, oh, it says Class M planet because we haven't been off planet. Well, no, but there is SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, has been spending decades trying to find planets that could possibly hold life. I was I was researching this the other day. It's actually kind of neat how they do it. They try to find ones in the Goldilocks zone, which is a certain distance from to and from their star, depending on the size. And then they look for certain gases on the planets. And you know how they find out what gases are on the planet. They pull his finger? Yep, that's exactly it. And the farts in their face. No. They look at the rainbow that's being given off by the planet, and certain gases absorb certain ranges of the rainbow. So depending on what light colors don't come back from that planet, they can see what gases are being absorbed by the planet and see what's there. So you're telling me, if I'm understanding this right, scientists and the alphabet mafia are basically our... our Weapons to search for extraterrestrial life. Alphabet mafia. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that, that term. What's the alphabet mafia? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, the LGBTQ alphabet I letters. Alphabet. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think I have heard that. It just that okay. didn't pop in my head when you said it. No, yeah, it basically. Isn't... Okay. Like that, yeah. And it's not the full range of color. It's not like all of red disappears, but there will be like a little bit between red and orange or specific hues Commies. that get absorbed. And that's what they look for is those mis. I thought that was interesting as hell, Jeff. It but, is. Nah. I didn't say it wasn't. Nah. <laughs> yes, Phil, so, you have something to say. No, I was just going to tack on to the Class M planet discussion. In okay. Enterprise, Paul uses it. And it's part of the Vulcan. I believe you that that's the in universe, their explanation. System. What yeah. I'm curious is like the writer who did it. Why did he use class M first time? Cause I have a feeling that that's an explanation that was made later. Kind of like how the planet, the Klingon planet got named. You later. know, I think it would be <laughs> funny if, if they're just sitting in the writer's room and they go, Hey, we need a classification for the planets. And they go, Oh, uh, what could it be? It could be class. Um, mm, <laughs> M, that's what it is. There it is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> when in doubt, go with the lazy answer. Go with mm. that. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a mysterious planet. Um, this all happens. Basically, we learn that Data's covering this all up because there's this like xenophobic race, the Paxons. And they said, oh, because Data wasn't knocked unconscious, we're going to destroy you. And they go, no, no, wait, don't kill us. Let's, we'll just, you know, wipe our memories and we'll go just about our business. But fuck they, us instead. Yeah. So they figure it all out and then I go, oh, well, that was just a rehearsal. Let's, let's try it again. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And I was expecting, fully expecting a like loop to start at the end of this whole thing where like he does it again and then there's other clues that they missed and then it starts over and like, how, how many times taxes at that to... point would be like, fuck it, we're just going to kill you. We're done. No, it seems like it, but <laughs> I thought that would have been a bit more interesting of like, this is how you get stuck in a loop like this. Cause every time you're like, erase my memory. And then the next time you're like, no, we need to do it again. We can get it right. And then erase my memory. And then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just wait. Yeah. Yes, there will be time loops coming up sometime. I, I, no doubt. There's my so okay, my kind of nitpicky thing for this episode is okay, the first one, they're like, oh, he says, okay, we were passed out for, for 30 seconds, and then they they reset the chronometers and, and then data's like, oh well, let me reset back to the to the star base. Mm-hmm. But they missed a day. So at some point, aren't they going to go touch base with some other ship? They go, hey, this is the start. And they go, no, you're off by a day. And well, then no, at the end, no, they made so, a point, then, to, they made a point at, to say that data had changed the chronometer. I know, but again, won't they go to another ship or a star base and they'll be like, no, this is the start. And, the, and so like, and then because at so, the end, they're missing two days at least. How, how deep into physics do you want an answer for this? <laughs> Because I have been reading The Physics of Star Trek, and it is fascinating. It is a book by Lawrence M. Cross. I highly recommend it. But he talks about traveling at warp speed and the time dilation that would occur. And because time travels slower, the closer you get to the speed of light. If you can go that fast, every ship and starbase is going to have a different time. So you'd have to always come out of warp and then reset to a clock that resets to something else. Which is technically how we do it on this planet, too. We have, like, an atomic clock, I think, in um, mm-hmm. Sweden, Switzerland, that everything kind of syncs to. And then we go from that. And even in computer networking, I have to do that because all of our servers sync to one main server that syncs to the national time clock at Google, I think it is, for the U.S., and does all that. So you time being off by even a day would be not unusual in the Star Trek universe. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, I go, yeah, that does make sense. Because I guess depending what planet you're on, it's like, what's the what's the Matthew McConaughey? Uh, um, interstellar. Interstellar, where they're like, oh, one hour on this planet is 10, 10 years on Earth or whatever. Because every gravitational pull is different, every rotation is different. So it's I guess that does make more sense. So if you went at warp, even just warp one for not too long, a space station could end up being a day ahead of you. And everybody would technically aging in the Star Trek universe would be all kinds of funky. Cause if you spend a lot of time at warp, uh, you're going to even at low warp, you're going to end up have being like older than the people (laughs) on their planet Mm -hmm. and people that aren't doing that. And those that do it more are going to have more than the others. It's all kinds of crazy. And I don't, I know they don't really touch on that in Star Trek, I think ever, but, or at least not TNG, Yeah, but it has, it has been, Believe me, I'm I'm gonna have all kinds of sciencey crap to talk about on here because of that book. It's he gets he has a really good way of explaining this difficult stuff. But I spent a good chunk of last week reading about uh, how to even achieve warp speed and how they determined that light was a wave and not a particle and how that determines string theory and the possibility of black holes and warp drives in general. All of that is it's just insane. <laughs> is is this why you can't remember Fecklar? Because your brain just falls. There's, there's only so much capacity And all there. that little stuff just falls out like poop. Just there's <laughs> like Star Wars knowledge, and then there's that little section of Trek knowledge. Mm-hmm. Eeny bitty living space. 
I have a tiny page file that I allow to be for <laughs> Star Trek. And fills up you have to empty out your uh, memory every so often. Hit my recycle bin before I memory purge. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that does make sense now that I say it out loud. Don't I'm get me wrong. I'm sure the Star Trek writers weren't thinking of any of that with this. So you're right. In no, I think they they might have because they have they have science advisors. I remember reading that and being like, ah, nobody ever thought of that in Star Trek. And then he's like, oh, we'll reset to this time clock. And I'm like, hey, they actually did like address that time might be different in different places. Like, yeah, because he says I'm going to reset to the Starbase's clock. Yeah. And my guess okay. is that Starbase would sync to other Starbases back to Starfleet headquarters or probably some something. race of aliens that keeps time or something. The Watchers. Five Binars. <laughs> God, I hope not. Cracking into is, the time clock would be a four-digit code off my luggage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so some of the clues that... Oh, uh, actually, okay. Um, towards the beginning of the episode, when they're kind of on wreck time, we get Picard doing a Dixon Hill uh, yeah. with Guinan. It's kind <laughs> of said that's the only part that Guinan's in, is that. I'm Gloria from Cleveland. Gloria from Cleveland. And which was funny, too, because he's like, oh, no, I don't know who that is. I'm like, you're inside the holodeck. You know, it's not really dangerous. Why wouldn't you be like, "Okay, show her in and get her involved in like the thing? Because obviously he invited her. Why are you inviting her? It's Um, acting. It's it's immersive. It's method. It's method. That's what they talked about last Um, last episode. See, it's easy to cross these two episodes over in your mind because they're both like kind of acting heavy and holodeck. But. Or mm-hmm. not heavy. Have that there's one scene in the holodeck? Yes. Ugh, That's no. all it takes to confuse me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Um, but I like how he's like, oh, Guinan, you can stay here. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't, this, this, is, this is not for me. <laughs> well, it is funny because then she's like, and then that's fun. And he's like, yeah. Like, and she's that's like, the fun okay. part. <laughs> sure. Yeah. She's like, I could be listening to all kinds of goosey gossip in 10 forward, but you got me down here. <laughs> Dressed like Corolla DeVille. <laughs> the Dixon Hill scenes are some of the best, though. I love it. I just like how he switches, like, the accents. He's like, I don't know this this dame. Yeah. <laughs> she got nothing best. to do with this, Tommy. <laughs> uh, I agree that the Dixon Hill see... is some of the more interesting, but this one was terrible. It was literally just like, you got my money. All right. I leave her out of this. Okay. It mm-hmm. sucks because it was only just that one scene in the office. That's why. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a full. I don't think we get many more Dixon Hill until like uh, first just, contact. Just one more. Yeah, just one more yeah. in the episodes. Mm. Uh, we also get Worf teaching uh, calisthenics for the first time. Yeah, everyone's having fun with it's, that. It's muck, muckbara classes. It's like Klingon Tai Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get that. So yeah, some of the clues that they find are like, so okay, so this is what it was interesting. So um. Da- kind of going back from what we talked about last episode when you said does can can data lie he does not lie in this episode he tells the right. truth he's following when, orders yeah he when he's questioned tell him some of this stuff yeah well no yeah. when when he's questioned he says like it's possible that this happened or i suppose this like he gives theories yeah, yeah. like this, this might have happened it's like yeah, when he, he asks him directly like, he's like i can't tell you which isn't yeah. a lie he's just like no nope, can't he's telling you but <laughs> yeah so he, he's not lying yeah. So that is interesting. It's really interesting. I like it. I like how they, they, they even kind of talking amongst themselves. They're like, maybe data's protecting us. And they kind of, they're like, and, and Picard says, if he is, I can live with it. 
but we need to figure this out. Well, and he's like, we need to know why, otherwise his career in Starfleet is over. It's not him himself that he's trying to protect. Picard's trying to protect Data, because he's like, yeah. otherwise he's over, and like you said, and if he's over, he gets dissected or whatever. Apparently. That whole that whole scene in the observation lounge just cracked me up, though, because after he gives this really weird theory about what might have happened mm-hmm. to the ship and to the crew, and, and Captain Picard just like holds up his hand to everybody, and he's like, hey, hey Data, go, <laughs> go take out the trash down on deck 36 or whatever. <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay. He just walks out. Scram, and they, talk, and they start talking about him. Get out of here, see? <laughs> yeah, George's like, he's like, he's full of shit. That yeah. doesn't make no sense. It's like, I, I can't, can't even believe you brought, you, you brought it up. He brought it up. He's like, well, now we left. We can talk shit about him. Exactly. But they Perfect. send him like, hey, Smith down on 36 is waiting to do a thing. And I told him you'd be right there. It's like, mm-hmm. But of course, Data wouldn't. He's not suspecting anything. He's just like, okay. Yeah. All right, Captain. Just, la, la, la. <laughs> As, as I you don't will. know. Data is pretty smart. I bet you he walked out and was like, "I bet you they're talking about me in there, but I'm still gonna go because those are my orders." Like, Shit. like, yeah. <laughs> no. like not it, dumb. They'd be like, "Oh, everything's fine. It's all fine here. How are you?" I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I I like this one. I I don't know. I just do. I like again the kind of rationale and logic they they figure things out. I like when people figure yeah. things out. It always it bothers me in TV shows and movies where like something happens, and they're like, oh, I don't know what that could possibly be. You're like, just think about it. Like just process a couple seconds of rationale, and you can figure He's it out. Big brain. Yeah. I don't yeah. know this part, but I know this much. Like that, <laughs> this and that. And it's got to be something mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, it is always nice when they're not complete morons. I would hope. <laughs> It's like yeah. we made we made you guys smart on purpose. Let's use the smarts. Don't act dumb. That's the worst. It's like there's there are these there's these highly intelligent people that are on board the starship running things, yeah. and when they have them do something dumb, <laughs> that just frustrates me to no end. Right. They do. Are there dumb people in the future? I mean, if everyone kind of knows about ship, I mean, I obviously not everyone's in Starfleet. If you, yeah, if, I was gonna, you uh, if you make it through the academy, I'm assuming you have a level of intelligence. Yeah, there's but, a bar of entry that like. Kinda... Yeah. <laughs> what about just the average human that just lives on Earth and like you know runs a vineyard? I don't know. Maybe they're cleaning out the holodecks. <laughs> I call it a cleanup crew. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, to quote George Carlin, think about the average person, and then realize half the people in the world are dumber than that. Dumber than that. Yeah. Like, yeah, but aren't. <laughs> But doesn't our intelligence and just our basic understanding of existence kind of increase as time goes on? Because we, like, just common knowledge generally increases all of our intelligence? Well, you would think, but I don't know. (laughs) Like, I mean, aren't aren't we not smarter now than we were in the 1500s? When we're talking about smarter, are you talking about wisdom or intelligence? Do we know more things, or are we able to process logic and think about things rationally as, like, a form of wisdom, I'd say, more than intelligence? Yeah, I think if we told I think if we told somebody walking down the streets in the 1500s, hey, we can give you this shot and it's going to protect you from all these different diseases and things that are going on and could happen to you. Magic. I think they'd take it. Uh, They might. Hey, there's a plague. If we give you this, it'll you won't get the plague. You won't have to worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Sorcery. 
Well, that's what people well, Considering now. all the dumb <laughs> stuff they fell for back then, too. Yes, I could see <laughs> gullibility being something the 1500s would. It's magic. Yeah. In the 1500s would do. And how many people sold snake oil back then? Like, <laughs> well, but it's this will cure old... all your stuff. <laughs> well, but it's 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 the old adage too, is that with enough technology, a, to to a certain person, it's English, it's indistinguishable from from, from magic. magic. Yeah, you know. Well, imagine you, it. Imagine it in reverse. If somebody walked up to you on the street today and said, "Hey, I'm from the 2700s, and I have this shot I can give you that'll cure all your ailments." Sure. Tell me more. I'll, really? <laughs> here's here's my ass. It's a crazy person with a needle. You're gonna be like. I'm like, I had about 500 <laughs> different injections when I went into the Air Force. I'm pretty sure I can handle one more. Yeah, that's true. They're just gonna pump you full of something. Mm-hmm. There'd have to be. Like, I've been vaccinated against anthrax. <laughs> I don't think there's anything worse in the world than that. Does that ever run out? I think it was a 10-year vaccine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're probably still better prepared for anthrax than we are. It hurt, it hurt like a bitch, I'll tell you that. Because it's like a thick gel that goes into yeah, your ass, right? It's, it's one of those, yeah, it's like your, what is it, hep or whatever? Yeah, you have to like rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we're talking about putting things into Phil's ass. And rubbing not it the, in. Not the first time. It <laughs> it's, you know, it's, sometimes I end up on Peg TikTok. I don't know why. <laughs> go, go Google that. King Talkers. Go, go Google that. Um, yeah, it's 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 a slippery slope from redhead goth TikTok into peg TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they're very closely related. <laughs> so close, so close. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about this episode? What are your thoughts? Not all at once. I'm a I'm a fan. I like this one. Just, cool. just I, a lot of a lot of the theory and stuff behind it too. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, I liked this one. Like I said, as far as a time or kind of time loop one goes, which I guess it technically isn't, but it kind of is. It's like them or because a lot of the times the same rules of time travel apply to we wiped our memory and we're starting from scratch, hmm. um, at least to a degree. So it has that kind of feeling of a time travel episode, but you don't get all the sticky uh, time travel conundrums and stuff that you can get. Sticky. 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 You hate all that sticky stuff that you have to deal with. Uh, Why am I so sticky? It's a minor mystery. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I found kind of funny in this episode is those little, like, moss things that she's growing. They talk about, like, oh, it's so hard to grow these things, yet she has, like, six different samples (laughs) from six different places that grew full in the capsules in a day. I'm like, that doesn't seem that hard. That seems like the basis of gardening. She, <laughs> Put it she's in a ball that good. To grow. I she's guess. just that good. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. She's like, oh, this is supposed to be really hard to grow. And they're all here. I'm like, okay. She's just really good at growing stuff. Hell yeah. Blazing Bev. And then, of course, they had, to, they had to make, oh, it, but it suppresses all the bio stuff for the people instead of the plants, which is why our beards haven't grown. I'm like, mm. It's a lazy way right. of being like, makeup doesn't want to put stubble on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, your asses were just awake. That's all. Yeah. We'll just have it be a biosuppression thingamajib. Yeah. <laughs> Added into their weird technology. Call it that. That works. Technobio. Yeah, I, I like it in general. I'd say eight on the Davo meter. I like this one. Okay. This was more enjoyable than the last one. It held my attention a bit more. It had some minor mystery to it. An air of minor mystery. <laughs> no one dies. Sorry. 
Yeah, fuck you. Mm. Almost died. <laughs> it's almost. okay. Wait, wait until we get to the time loop one where the ship blows up every up time. Over. <laughs> um, I don't know if we we'll have, have to, to decide if we count those or not. Temporal prime directive of our own <laughs> for the kill count. Is there a temporal <laughs> asterisk? You're like, well, technically they died. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> uh, what else? Is that it? Yeah, so finally they fix everything. The Paxons are like, okay, we'll try this again and not and not kill you. Oh, how is Troy gonna? Because one of the big clues is that she looked in a mirror and she's like, oh, it's like she like it's me, but not me. Like, isn't that gonna happen again? Are they? Yeah, gonna, that, you're fine. That didn't make much sense as to why it happened in the first place. Like, well, like an why empathic. Is, she looking at, is that why she gets like that big headache when they? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> has to shake it but off. I, Maybe. I kind of understand her normal, like, oh, I sense this and I sense that, but why would she look in a mirror and see, think she was wearing a mask? She's like, because ah. they erased her memory. That doesn't No, because another consciousness memory. was in her, took over her body. So, I mean, there could be remnants of that in her empathic oh, abilities. Oh, that's true. The aliens did use her as their conduit or whatever. Yeah. Their medium. So but they weren't that doing that again? at the time, I didn't yeah. think, were they? Like, they didn't do that until later when the, bla- the, the plane... Uh, the, the ship showed up back at their at their planet. <laughs> no, but they, the they did it. They or, took it no, they did it originally, and then once in the first time through, then she later was like, "Oh, so she's kind of remembering the first time that it happened." So after the second time, won't it happen again? Yeah, but she shouldn't be able to remember the first time they wiped it. It's not about remembering it. It's just it's it's like it's like a sunburn. Like you forget that you're like, Oh, I forgot I had a sunburn, but then I touched it and it really fucking hurt. And I was like, ow. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> like she does, she doesn't remember being taken over, but she has that empathic, like so she just constantly looks in the mirror and use her empathic abilities on herself. Like, <laughs> how are you not understanding this? I don't know. How am I not understanding this? <laughs> Phil knows what I'm talking about, right? I know yeah. how it doesn't make any, fucking it's just, sense. <laughs> it's, it's like a remnant of the consciousness or the fact that she was gone for a few minutes. I don't know. That's all it is. It's lazy writing. It's like an, an imprint left behind. I keep saying. <laughs> anyway, fine. It's, uh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I ever get in an argument with Jeff is fine. <laughs> because it's not like I'm ever going to change your mind. I want to admit I'm right. Because, no, you're just stubborn. <laughs> and you oh, and think you're that you're right. <laughs> I feel like that's the problem on both sides of the conversation, but okay. <laughs> no, I will. No, I'm not stubborn. I'm stubborn with facts. If you come at me with facts and proof and evidence, then and proving what you find, I'm, I'll go with you. Yeah, but you're not doing that here. There's no proof or facts or anything. She just looked at a mirror and was like, I'm wearing a mask. It's not me. Because again, she's having that the remnants of the empathic of her being taken <laughs> she'd have, over. She'd have to be using her empathic abilities on herself for that to be the case. Oh my God. It's not like she turns it off and on. It's just there all the time. Yep. It's, you're talking about like empathic masturbation. She doesn't use it on herself. <laughs> Everybody knows what we feel already. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just sit down looking right. at the mirror trying to I'm, figure out what she's feeling. <laughs> I'm moving on. It's. Uh, <laughs> I don't like you. You don't get a cupcake. You get a cupcake. You get a cupcake. Yeah. You don't get a cupcake. <laughs> That's it. I'm just. I think the new thing. So, I a younger generation. Are we, are we just living? Are we just living life in TikTok songs trends. now? Yeah, we are. I'm just gonna reference TikTok trends in, in my life from now on. You get a cupcake. <laughs> you get a cupcake. Um. 
Okay, I'm fuck it. I'm done with this one. Uh, I like this episode. It's a good one. Go check it out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, David said it was fine. Phil enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's another mystery. It's it's really good. Like what kind of a mystery? Minor mystery. <laughs> it's okay. They're not minors. There's, it's minor, not minor. Minors, <laughs> not minors. You lost me. Which is like still it. not even. It's not even minors or minors. It's minor. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's it. <laughs> David, do our thing, and, and we're out of here. <laughs> all right, yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerd section. Uh, you can buy some of our shit at Cafe Press, and we'll make next to nothing. And whenever you are done performing your empathic masturbation, you can go give us a five star rating and review, and we will read it out over the air. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, that is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, I don't. Oh my god. Yep. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. We always appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Uh,